Hi guys, it's Graham here from the podcast. Just before the podcast starts, I just want to let you know what we think. So we really appreciate every single listen that we get and we, we're doing our best. You never ever charge for anything. But we have signed up over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash EAW podcast. So there's no subscription. It's a one-time thing. You can do it at your leisure. But basically, if you want, you can gift us the price of a cup of coffee. So if you would buy us a cup of coffee, for, for listening to the podcast it's a way to do it now we would never no not a case we would never but we, we're trying our best never not demonetize but there is running costs obviously there's time there's one to help guys to give up a lot of their free time and stuff they get better mics and better quality stuff and have more time to put out better quality content now listen if you don't want to do that that is more than okay honestly we hope that you just keep enjoying the free content and and just supporting the podcast for your lessons because it really does help. We absolutely love doing it and we appreciate every lesson, every bit of feedback and everything going. So if you want, you'll find the link on our Twitter. It's pinned or on our link tree. It should be in there too. So it's www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash EAW podcast. Thank you and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Everton Army podcast. My name is Graham and I'm joined today by Paul and Shane and we're here to discuss Everton's defeat to Manchester City at Goodison Park. Um, I think today we're going to do it a wee bit different. We're just going to go through the players because there's a lot of conversation. So rather than pick key moments, I think we're just better off going through and giving our thoughts on where they were. And that way too, we can reflect on how they performed against Spurs and our previous games as well to back up any praise or complaints. There's not, no, there's no real mourners on the show today. Well, there's Paul and there's Shane and there's me, so there'll <laughs> be plenty of moans. But um, lads, we'll just we'll just start off with Jordan Pickford, who we've just been discussing, and you can tell that we're all very conflicted. Um. Shane, I'll come to you first, but just before we go on, the, Pickford has more money in the bank than anyone else for me at Everton Football Club. Um, but Shane, you were just saying as well that he had the highest rating sort of out of the Everton players, and that's fair, but it's I, th- I think where the criticism comes down to and the frustration is the is the key moments. You know, you can... You can score a hat trick and still get a red card for headbutting someone, do you know what I mean? Hmm. And that's the focus will be. And at the end of the day, he lost his head. Uh, which led to that wonder goal. He was he was looking to kill Harrison Tarkovsky to throw him back into the net. Um, and there was that mistake as well. And he just didn't look himself in that second half. But uh, Shane, give us your thoughts on Pickford today. Yeah, listen, um, you know, I'll always back him to the the ulcer, like he's you know he's England's number one for a reason. We've spoke about it loads of times on the pod, but I think like you said there today he's lost his head before that mistake. Yeah, I mean we we know anyway it's it's sort of a personality trait for him, and I think they speak about it in behind the scenes videos and clips and stuff. I think Tarkat like they all call him mad. Um, but uh, yeah, that he just needs for that goal that he conceded for the. The third one, he just needs to be getting rid of that. I mean, he made six saves through the game, like you said as well, highest rating in the squad, but then that doesn't reflect on the fact that there was a lot of 
poor performances, more on the second half side of things, I think. Um, but you can be critical about them today, and you know whether whether it would have changed things, whether that third goal hadn't happened. But um, you know, like you again, like you've said as well, just reiterating is he's. I think he's the biggest player for us in terms of what he gives and what he has done and what he's got it in the bank for. Um, he saved us on multiple occasions the past few seasons, yeah. and he's uh, you know even in defeats he's kept the score the score lines a lot less than what they could have been. Yeah, no, it's fair. Like and as I say, no player is more in the bank for me than Jordan Pickford. Um, I'm not going to term a new one, but. As soon as um, I think it was about Jack Harrison not closing down, which was 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 the build up, and he, as I say, he lost the head, and Darkoski they grab him and throw him under the net. I was just like, oh god! I was saying to Paul just at the start, I was like, we we need to block anything coming his way for the next five minutes, and Philip Hogan just comes out with an absolute thunder cunt a goal, absolute screamer. Um, yeah. But for me, I was like, I was the fear that his head was gone. Paul, you were there, obviously. Always standing happy in the Gladys. Um, <laughs> how was it yeah. for you tonight, mate? And just starting off with Pickford, as we're going to go through the players, I think that's the easiest way to do it. So, yeah, how was I, it for you, mate? Can't disagree with anything you lads have said there. I am. Um, he has got money in the bank. I just think sometimes I thought every goalie's got a rick in them, haven't he? I think uh, he's just. He, I think I'd actually think he's hit us with two there tonight. I think he was adjusting his feet for the first goal. Because it okay, he hit it. Well, I was certainly looked like he hit it sweet. Um, Bowden, but I haven't seen a little, little nose of the replays. I think he was adjusting his feet and had gone to his right. I don't know why, yeah. And then he adjusted and he was too late, it was in the back of the net. And then obviously, the third one just to kill us. And I think we were just starting to get a little bit more. I know it was late in the game, we were starting to get a little bit more of a foothold in the game after a long. Sort of like spell of City, which is basically most of the second half, wasn't it? To be fair, um, and then I don't know why he takes that touch. So it, I'll say every goalie's got got a fault in them. Every player has it. I'm not that. I'm not having a go at him. Really, I'm not. It's just there. Uh, it's frustrating tonight because I think, as we said earlier, you looked at that City lineup and thought, you know what? This is a good opportunity to uh, to get something out of this game. Um, and then we just shoot ourselves in the foot a little bit. I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to knock Pickford. As I say he saved us more than he's cost us. I think, but uh, yeah, I think he. I think there's two errors there tonight. So that's all I'll say. But he pulled off some good saves. Um, within the first few minutes, I think that was. Yeah, good... there was the two in the first half, especially yeah. the one he just sort of got his foot to, and the Grealish one. He wasn't me, yeah. Like yeah, so still poked that close range, mate. That was yes, great save. save actually. Yeah, great save. So you know, there's there's some goals that could have easily gone in, and he, you know. He's messed up on a couple, so yeah, it could have been a lot worse, I suppose, if it wasn't for them saves. So yeah, I'm not going to knock him too much. Just frustrating, mate. I think it's just one of those frustrating nights all around, isn't it? Sometimes I wish he'd just stop getting himself all het up and just concentrate on like producing the saves and you know, yeah, organise your defence. But I don't know if he gets himself a little bit too heated in certain moments and things like that. But um. Yeah, I, I can't knock on mate. We need them more, you know, more than ever now. Um, yeah, well, 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 that's the thing, Paul, and you can't question his passion. 
The only thing is, is how he channels it because, you know, if anyone ever ever wondered, did he care? And I think we all know he cares. I think he have to be a special sort of headbanger. They they not think he does, honestly, like for in terms of players that we have that really play for the badge, I truly believe he does. Um, Absolutely, mate, yeah. He is, yeah, he is. That's his reaction. The way he came out at Harrison there, it was just, there, there was no room for it, like. I used to do that myself in the back school. But I can sit back well with, um, Sorry, I was just going to no, say no, there, was one of, there was one with, uh, with Michael Keane as well just after he come on. He was, uh, and I know it's Michael Keane, but he was like proper, like screaming at him, like throwing his hands, at, throwing his hands, pointing at him and stuff like that. And I can get like behind kicks. that. Yeah. I said earlier, <laughs> Michael Keane coming on the pitch is like playing Russian, Russian roulette with a double barrel shotgun. Yeah, you know, the head or you killing the other guy straight away. So he's either going to score a goal or he's going to score an OG. That's just how it is. Yeah, uh, it looked like he was going to lose chance to give him it back. But I mean, you're not you're not taking nothing off him man, really. But um, yeah, he's got it in him, hasn't he? So, like, like you say, and uh, you you got to give your credit to him as well. The fact he's one of the ones that have been there the longest for him to stay there, like you say. There's no questioning where his heart is. It's just sometimes where his head is, and that's where it's he sort of feeds into what all the pundits and stuff all cry about over him. Well, that that's the thing. Obviously, I'm I'm in I'm in the male armchair watching, you know, from halfway across the world, you know, but <sighs> just across the pond. But uh, yeah, straight away, they, they after that blunder at the end, they couldn't wait to put the camera on him and saying, "This is England's number one." You, do you know what I mean? And and that's and and he does have that burden, which which is heavy. But I do think he carries it well. But yeah, I think we've covered Pickford enough there. For there's we're just going to go around in circles. But you heard it here first, folks. Shane Taylor from the Everton Army podcast wants to sell Jordan Pickford in January. Um, atrocious. <laughs> atrocious. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. He just wants for Virginia to go. <laughs> oh, oh God. That's an that, that scares me too, you know. Yeah, he's, he's not ready. He's, he's, not, not, ready. he's not good enough. He wasn't getting a regular game for he was at FC Camber, <laughs> whatever it was. <laughs> and he's gonna be our regular number one. <laughs> no, fucking hell. So we've just been very lucky. He was at Sporting, wasn't he? He was at Sporting. Sporting yeah. Lisbon. He, he kind of got a run, then he got hooked up with a new manager. New manager just seen him and said, Nope. I'm just lucky that Pickford's never been one of those keepers who have had even slight injuries and stuff. It's right, very move on. Actually, I'm just going to move this on here because we've already had uh, one of the Biddle 2 um, focus over the night with a stat. Um, Lee, if you're listening, <laughs> hope you're as well. And, uh, we've never lost since Dice's went. They had to say it out loud. I'm actually, I'm calling him out. He said it out loud. <laughs> why? why you like? So it's his fault. So Evertonians, you see him in the street, just shake your finger at him. Or your fist. No, don't don't hit him. <laughs> Maybe once. Um, next, going on to Nathan Patterson. Now, don't get me wrong, I thought Jack Grealish had a really good game. But at the same time, I've seen a fair bit of maturity from Nathan Patterson tonight. I don't think he was that bad. Call me mad. I thought he recovered well. My biggest criticism with the ball on behind. I think maybe two-thirds of them, he actually managed to get in, block. He coming towards the end as he grew in the game, he got a few good blocks on that I didn't think that I thought he would have shied away from. 
Um, I don't think Grealish enjoyed playing against him. He, at the end of the game, Grealish wanted to fight him. It was sort of one of those stand in front of me, stand in front of me. Let's go in, let's go. You know, just as it, when Grealish had enough people in front of him. But um, I definitely would rather have this uh, Nathan Patterson than Ashley Young. I can tell you that anyway. But and again, he, he's slick on the ball and he's he had a few decent crosses, a few decent attempts. And he's by no means a finished article. But how, how did you feel about it, Danny Shane? By all means, don't let me influence you. I just I've been waiting to see Patterson at least compete and not look like a boy against men without being harsh. Because we haven't I haven't seen anything inspirational from him really since Leeds last season away. So Yeah. And no, he and, and he didn't get to he, he wasn't like didn't get to get forward as much as what we'd probably like to see him obviously with it being City. Um and Grealish, obviously, he can give the best of defenders a, an odd day. And I thought, like you said, with the maturity, one of them was probably the what he picked up the yellow card for. Um, I thought that was a good... What you good fight. Like, but to be yeah. fair, Grealish was going down. He just put his arm across his body. I, I would like to have seen him argue back because mm. he sort of went across. I can see Paul nodding, so we'll definitely come down with you, Paul, because you were there. <laughs> hadn't right in front of you, but... Um, I just Grealish was going down soft all day. That's why it was nice yeah. to see him actually get hit at the end. Because when I actually got took out, there was no time to cry because it he wasn't preempting it. Do you know what I mean? And that's the difference. I was just all good. And I like Grealish. He's a, he, he comes across as a great guy. Does a lot of charity work. He seems mm. sound. You could honestly run on him. I'd, I'd say in an airport or a pub and him stand and chat and have a drink. He wouldn't be. Yeah, and glasses on doing the whole this. Even though he's just a cheap man, Jimmy Turk, you know, but um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think you're right. I th- I, I've said before on pod, I think, I think, I don't think we um protest enough against some of the decisions. Like, the way I mean, I think it's today, it's the way City done it, it's swayed the referee for the penalty, but um, in just those little instances, but I think it was a better performance from him than what we've seen, and um, again. I'd rather have I'd rather have him in there now than Ashley Young because I feel like Grealish should have taught younger another arsehole, to be honest with you. Well, the proof's in the pudding with uh, Lee's secret crush, Michaelenko. You know, you put it on there and you, you persevere, and when you should have no other options, you know, Michaelenko's actually came to the fore and he, he's looking like a very good left back, and he's starting to get a bit more adventurous. Who we will come to, but um, Paul. You had a lot in there, and the first you you Patterson the whole first half right in front of you. How did you find his game, mate? Nah, mate, he, he was my man at the match tonight. Like, like um, started a little bit, little bit off, got his yellow, and you know what? Probably was a yellow, mate. I think. Um, Grealish, honestly, if you rewatch it in slow mo, right? Grealish's first touch is brilliant, brings him just inside. And Patterson, obviously, he, I think he had to do that tackle, and I think it was a yellow. The only frustration for yeah. me is. Not long after Rodri puts his foot through someone, didn't get a yellow. Yeah. So it's Garner. Again, Garner it was, yeah. Garner, it was it? I mean, yeah, I couldn't see. I, try, I, I just put the body across him. He took him clean out, yeah. Yeah, cleaned him out, and it, that's that's the bit that that pissed me off because again, we're looking at that consistency. But no, but I'll echo everything you've said there, lads. But he was for me. He, yeah, I think he after the yellow, I thought oh. They'll target him here, you know what I mean? He could go here, uh, or I could see a substitution or some kind of formation change. But now, give him his gym. He, um, he was composed, 
time there's tackles and even at the end there I watched them run after the ball just rolling out of play um, yeah, 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 yeah. very late in the game play, yeah. mate yeah and I thought that just summed them up today and I thought you know what I, yeah I was really happy with them today come up against you know having to run a lot we didn't have the ball a lot so you know a lot of chasing he showed good energy and things like that so I was really happy with him today I thought he had a great game and uh, for me that was that was my man of the match Patterson yeah um, thought he, he really did put in a good shift tonight mate thank god you said that too you know because it was all humming and I was all that, is that what I seen and I was like should it, should it go hard be praising him and and being happy that it was one of his better more mature performances and I was sweating and I just said uh, fuck it, I'll, I'll go with it, you know, and I'm, I'm oh, glad you've been there. You can back that up, and and Shane thought it too because spot on, mate. As we say, it's is he buying in? Is he adapting as a player? Well, we're, we've been critical. I've been massively critical because I've said that he and a few others need to adapt their game. It can't just be like even with Calvert Lewin, who we will get to because I've thoughts on him at the moment as well. But you know, it, it can't be just oh, this is what I do. So we have to make it work for me here. You have to adapt to the system. And that, yeah. that obviously that's how it works when football. It's working every team I've played for, same use, regardless of whatever it is. But you're just sort of starting to think, is it going to click here? Is he going to... Looks like Dice's, you know, Dice's advice and wound and stone and everything that they're constantly putting to him is starting to click. It is great because that was that was a brilliant test for him tonight because mm. Jack Grealish doesn't look like he's doing much, but he, I actually he do stop. love him as a player, mate. He's he so doesn't clever. stop, mate. He doesn't stop, mate, and he's always clever. ticking, always ticking. Yeah, he's a That's clever, like clever player, and yeah. everything that you know after the yellow, he was getting all the usual six, and he goes down. I know he does, and you know, yeah, it's frustrating, and you want to. You know, you can strangle him, Grealish, and you're shouting at him, but he, he's such a good player. Um, yeah. And that was a great test, mate. And as I say, no, I think whatever Dice is doing with him and d- dropping him in, dropping him out, and, um, you know, maybe, yeah, yeah I, bringing him out for some games. It's way. A lot of that's think. mental, too, do you think, Paul? Because I'd say so, mate. Yeah. Him and saying, I, I can play young there and just, I'll let him summer and think, I should be in there. Watch, watch the game. Watch what Young's doing wrong. Nearly, I wouldn't say he's gambling with our results, just a better Patterson, but no, you can't say that, that there's not a bit of it sort of saying, you need to sit and watch what you can do better and all that stuff that you're saying. To me then, when you come on and do the meetings, because we know players have meetings with the manager all the time about the frustrations, what they want to do, where they want to go, they turn around and say, well, we'll show it. And sorry to cut you off there, mate, but yeah. It's... No, he was great tonight, mate. He was great. Yeah. He was. He was my man of the match. I thought. Uh, well, he would have been for me as well. Bad. So that's, that's good to hear, like, for, for in, in Everton terms. Like, cause I, I just thought, even just for his personal achievement of, of what I've what I seen in it, yeah. people might be tearing him limb from limb. That's fine. Like, but for me, what I wanted to see from him, for me now, it's Coleman's his backup. Ashley Young's clean his boots. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. But now he went young, being off the team. Now nah, he he's come on tonight, mate. You know, in his own personal battle with Grealish, I think. Uh, okay, yeah, we've come out second best as a team, but I thought uh, he was he was neck and neck with Grealish in terms of uh, keeping up with him and, and not falling for too many of the tricks. So, no, that was a good test for him. That mate, I was made up with him. There he was. I think, I think too, just to just to finish on him as well. That scuffle at the end. You know, and, and Grealish wanted him, Grealish wanted him. Patterson maybe got his wee word or whatever on, and he didn't, and didn't bring drama, and didn't bring Dice's spotlight to him. 
the camera quickly panned on the Patterson to see what he was doing. And Patterson was just coasting away. Just clapping the crowd, getting off the pitch. <laughs> on his yeah. job. Because that last last five minutes of that game, he says, right, I'll get in your head for the next game. Something Seamus Coleman does brilliantly. Seamus Coleman loves to fire a finger up and give you this, give you that treatment, you know. <laughs> and obviously, yeah. these guys can see me, but just the finger in the face. And you always see your players when, when they sign for us running and be like, oh, playing against Seamus, an absolute nightmare. You know what I mean? So maybe he's, he's learning those tricks, but hey, fair play to Patterson tonight. And I, I'm with you there, mate. For me, it was, it was my player of the game. Um, We'll, we'll just flip it, just because Ron Patterson. So flip it over to Mikalenko. We'll cover the fullbacks. Um, I, I don't really have anything to say on it. I thought Mikalenko, again, played really well. And I'm enjoying seeing him push forward. Shane, just what, what was your thoughts on Mikalenko? Yeah, again, another decent enough performance from him, I thought. Again, it's a... Solid test for him, the players that are playing on that side. He's got, you know, Bernardo Silva as well as the way City played. They have Alvarez and Foden all just sort of ticking around. And then not that's without Walker. And I think he dealt with Walker quite well yeah. through the game as well. Um, You know, for what Michelenko lacks in pace, he sort of backs off a bit. And he's definitely got... Uh, a lot better defensively where we said he's probably not going to be much going forward but then if it is just going to be a, if he is going to be a defensive left then he needs to you know shore up on it sort of thing but he, he looks solid on that side especially with Bramfight next to him He was even turning down the, the passes across the back to try and go forward mm-hmm. that was that was maybe the main thing for me tonight it was like he, he's looking to be progressive that's, yeah. that's not the Michelenko I know so that was that was pretty positive. Have you anything else you want to put on him, Shane, before moving on the call? He's just, he's just a lot calmer on the ball. He used to panic when he had the ball. So, that, do you know what I mean? Like that, he sort of just... I mean, and it's been the case with a lot of our... We've got to move on to him, but, but oh, Nana gives me anxiety when I watch him fall, to be honest. Yeah. He's just so unpredictable. But with Michelangelo seems to have settled down. I think it probably is something to do with, you know, Bramfight and Tarkovsky having having those two next to him. Um and I'll I don't think, but this is the thing, Shane. I, I don't think he needs them anymore. I think he did until recently. I think he needed yeah. that that assurance of when Bramfight came in and the composure and the set and the other and Bramfight's probably that chilled out and just was like, You can do it. Same age, yeah. blah blah blah, training. They're probably they probably are mates. I know I know people. They're all mates. They're all at the club together, and the majority are. But like, maybe like when they were training, Bradford was coming into the team, and when Michaelenko being new and shy, they probably had a relationship there, and it's really helped them flourish in the pitch. But ugh, God forbid you could put Ben Godfrey and Michael Keane beside them, and I I don't really think it would worry that much about Michaelenko. No, and I think it's probably helped him last season when we had Tarkovsky and Cody there that he's been spoken to. Yeah, well, he's been spoken, he's been spoken through and dragged through the games by Tarkovsky playing on the left side. Yeah, and yeah, um, and that's where it can work for Patterson now this year. Patterson get up to speed. Michaelenko's shown he can do it, so push on and do it. Yeah, Paul, your thoughts on Michaelenko tonight as well, mate. No, what makes it like he, he he's like just a steady Eddie now, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't worry about him now like I used to. Um, he's defensively great. All right, 
getting forward, I, I still think there's a little bit of an issue, but that's if I'm being picky, I think. Um, because we've been seated the Baines for so many years, haven't we? Yeah, but it, uh, it does say it all though, too, Paul. Whenever I'm praising that instead of playing across the back, he's actually playing balls forward. Oh, that shows mate. how far off having natural attack and prowess a professional footballer can have. So, completely agree there. But Absolutely, maybe steps in the mate. Hey, mate, I've got not yo. Listen, if that's the next part of his game to be developed. Happy days, then, innit? Do you know what I mean? Because first and foremost, his job is stopping people getting in behind him and getting getting through and getting crosses in or whatever. So that that's his first job, and the second bit will come um, with adapting to the Premier League and all that comes with the Premier League. So you know the lads, the lads have to adapt to, to the a new new country, new climate, and everything else that's going on. And yeah, at first I was thinking, I'm not sure, and this fella looks bland. Um and looked awful in every department, if I'm honest. Yeah. And I'm, 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 I can only say what my two eyes tell me, do you know what I mean? But I'm I agree, I agree. He was you know shit. I mean? yeah, he was shit. He, he was bland. Do you know what I mean? He was he offered okay, he, he was he had a good left foot on him, I think. That's about all I could give him. But now no. He was shite. He was absolute shite. He stunk the place out. Um, I always remember his debut. Um, I went to Hull. I think it was, was it the cup. I can't remember my brain's going. Anyway, I went to Hull and watched the mate. He played in the Hull game. He was, he was grim. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, but he only came here and all that. You get that. But it was just like we were thinking, what have we got? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was looking going, Jesus, we've lost Lucas Dean for this. Um. But, you know, look, credit where it's due. And I think he's got the right manager at the right time. So he's obviously been working on his defensive qualities, which have come on fantastically well. And he's got someone there in the coach, and Ian Wome. He was one of the best left wingers I'd seen. Do you know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> you talk back to, like, the early years of the Premier League. My God, he had a crack on left foot on him. So if you can learn a few things from him, it's even better. So... Look, long may continuous developments, and again, it's great now. You don't worry about him. You just know he's going to come on. He's going to probably have a really steady six to seven out of ten most games. Good defensively, and he can possibly bring on his, his attack and prowess as, as he goes on in his career. So, yeah, got no issues with him, mate. No. Really haven't. Shane, the centre halves tonight. We'll just do him together. Tarkovsky and Brathwaite. How was it for you? Good that Tarkovsky threw a lot of uh, th- those vintage tackles in that he loves. There's, uh, there's no second, second, no second thought about them. He throws himself in with the hundred percent, like conviction into them. I think there was one of them where the city fans were complaining, uh, the players were complaining about it because he sort of followed through with the tackle. But Is that that's Alvarez, just, was it? Yeah, and Alvarez was just left on the floor for ages, but. Um, the yeah, referee stopped it too, and that wasn't even wasn't a head injury. That fucks me off. Yeah, and I think uh, they City got booed as well because Rodri, when the play the ball got bounced back in, Rodri just carried on playing it round the back. So the fans were booing him, I think. But Bramfleet as well, um, his recovery a lot tonight as well. There was, there was an instance where the ball gets. I think it it, it either got played back to him or it. it the ball ends up coming towards him, but he's not like up for it. And he yeah, makes afraid, the tackle, yeah. and then he, he he taps it to the side, and then he knocks it to the diagonal to Harrison. So 
I mean, he just had Rolls Royce, to be honest. Uh, I'm, I'm, like, starting to get more worried about us having, having to or him leaving than I am looking forward to what he develops in. I think it's split I between watching that lads tonight. that... Yeah. I sweated over that. That's I what I mean. That's and I, I think, I think, uh, I think Dave's Dave was one of the ones watching the both and being sold that he thinks he's going to stay for another year or two to develop. But I think when you like you said there with Pep and you see what happened with Stones, I think, and uh, you have like Tottenham and stuff who are struggling for centre halves. So us needing money in the the situation with him, but he's uh, he's one of the ones to be excited about. One of the ones to to be happy about that he's in the side because, uh, like say, apart from that partnership for so many games last season with Cody and Tarkovsky, it was uh, it's been all over the place for the past couple of years with Godfrey and Keane Holgate. I'm some horror names there, but I'm not that worried about him leaving. You know, I I, I try not to worry, but I think I think he he knows where his bread's buttered. I think he's he's comfortable. I think don't get me wrong, if if the carrots dangled in front of him, it could be a different story, but I, I, I wouldn't like to think the club's worrying about that right now. And I know as a fan, I'm trying not to, even though I just said, I'm sitting watching, like I was watching the game, like you said from Ice Age, and one eye here, one eye there, because we're like, Guardiola, stop looking at him. <laughs> you know, I had that sweat on. Paul, what do you think of the centre-half partnership tonight? I, I, I did think that they done quite well, especially in a team that was so stretched. And moving so isolated into the channels, they sort of squeeze out the wingers where they had these switch and transition. I thought they did quite well, to be honest. Yeah, I thought they were absolutely fine, mate. I thought defensively we we were good tonight. Um, there wasn't too many moments. It might have been a different story with Harlem, but that's where you look when you, when you look at the team she for City tonight. I thought, now nah, okay, they're gonna have a lot of the ball, but I thought the way we sit, just a bank of four, they'll play in front of us. There won't be too much space. Um. And it worked out that way for a long period of the game, I thought. Um, Tarkovsky and Brantley were never an issue in that team tonight, mate. Um, yeah, there was some good recovery. Tackles of Shane pointed out there by Brantley and Tarkovsky was, you know, getting stuck in as usual, um, which is what you come to expect from him. Um, and at no point did you feel, you know, really, like, worried about anything that they were throwing at us. Um, you know, I know we'll probably come into this a bit later, but Obviously, the second half where, you know, I thought midfield-wise, we were absolutely abysmal. But the lads at the back have got no issue with them tonight, mate. They were, you know, uh, what I love about Branthwaite is when he gets on the ball, always looking to take a pass out. Even when he's just clearing it, you, you can see him looking up to sign it to pass. Um, yeah. Even when it doesn't come off, mate. And that is something that's so suited to City, that um, Natalie left-footed player. He, he's a better player than that. Gavardial, is it? He's, he's paid only yeah. 10 million for him. Yeah. Oh, Pantley's twice the player he is, mate. Definitely twice is. The player. Yeah. You know, so if he's commanding that fee, you know, we've nailed him down to a four and a half year deal. If it is going to be the inevitable sale, and you're looking at, you know, are looking at that top end of that, that market. Uh, it can't be a penny less, especially when you're stacking them up against players like. I say that by the and people like that. You know, let's even look at Harry Maguire, 85, a few years ago. Um, he walked into his place in the England team, and that's the worry for me, mate. Once they get promoted to that England settle, yeah. Once they go there, and they're all in, I've always thought the other players are in the year, then aren't they? The man used the sexy clubs type of thing. 
Um, <laughs> like, fucking hell, here we go. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, no, that, that is the case. If they cut the mustard in England training, it always seems they ha- seems to come then. But um, I, I think too, just just in closing on the defence, for me, I, I think something that was it was just a moment's pride. But we were under massive pressure and we were playing ball along the back, and especially Patterson's side, and it was another reason why I, I felt such love towards Patterson tonight was that we were playing the ball out from the back under pressure quite well. And as you say, the midfield was where it was going and, the, and being let down, so overstretched and so out of position. But that back line, they, they knew they knew their triangles, they, they knew their spots, they knew their had they knew their had spots where if I have the ball here, I know he's going to be there. And they are very disciplined in that. And albeit for being stressed, as you say, Brathwaite lifts ahead, they look to pass. Patterson wants the ball defeat in the pass. He, he again tonight, I don't think where sometimes he takes the ball out of foot because he never has it first time, not usually. Play the play the ball at his feet. They, they put up the line, but I thought a couple of times, even though in the second half he did one, they played quite well getting out and played the ball up. But I got collected then by Alvarez, I'm nearly certain. But um, or Grealish, one of the other. But yeah, I, I just thought there's assured passing there, serious serious foundations they build on there. But we'll move on to the midfield, Shane. I know you're you're arseholes winking to get chatting about this boy, but Nana. <laughs> Suffering a hangover, we think. Just, I, I am on the same boat as you. I, I think that there's a bit of a crisis in confidence. And then at the same time, annoyingly, I think he is happy to just hit a wayward pass that he believes he can do. And when it doesn't come off, I think he just shrugs it off. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to contradict myself because I think professional footballers should be able to shrug it off. But when you're repeatedly playing long balls that are not cutting the mustard. At some point, you just need to stop and slow down and say, I'm just going to go for, go short and leave that to someone else for a while. And he kept doing that tonight. Another thing is, he's, he's... I don't want to be too harsh, but I just thought he's... This last while, he's been... And this is before this penalty shot, so if anybody thinks this is over this, these guys can hold testament that I've had a bit of worry. When he's on it, when the, when the games has to dictate, it's fantastic when he's not. I don't think there's a more flat-footed player in our team. Mm. They don't, and I can bypass him. I don't know if you feel the same, but I, I swear a wee bit when he when he doesn't have Ghana beside him. I really thought him and Garner beside each other would have brought the best out of him in this game as well, as we've seen him actually grow into the game against Spurs. But just so flat, just so flat. It's it's it's, it's actually annoying me talking about it. So I'll let you go on. But mm. no, I agree. I don't know. I just. I... The more and more that I watch of him, I just get this feeling that he's more of a one of these luxury type players that we can afford to have on the side sometimes, like a Pogba. He play, he also plays mm. that sort of, you know, with, with, like you say, sort of. Yeah, um, I think we look better with a, you know, it's gays had purple patches as well, but with. With Gay Garner and Decore, and I think we look better. Um, I just I just panic when he's on the ball. I don't know what he's going to do with it. I don't know what positions is best. Like what what type of football in in terms of like being a six and eight or a ten like Decore is. What what is? Yeah, he's not he's not driving being, with the ball. Yeah, he's not he's yeah. not he's not turning players. He's he's not he's not pulling out a crowd of turning, sending someone for a hot dog. There's none of that. 
like the only thing we can put it down to is when he's on his game that he can put those legs in nearly like he's been watching Ghana and pull off some fantastic challenges, which he can do. And and you can't say the boy's not trying. It, it, it's not that. Mm. He's playing for the badge. I, I don't care about these interviews and this, that and the other. I, I believe he's playing for the badge and he wants to do well for us. I think he's just a wee bit lost at the moment. And, and that's just what's frustrating me. And it's not a case of what's he going to do with the ball? He's shite. It's what's he going to do with the ball? Because I think he is in a crisis of confidence physically. Mm. Mentally, I don't think he knows he's there. It's for me, would you would you agree with that, or would you? No, I do. I agree. I I just um, I mean, yeah, you say there's no question about him playing for the badge. And I do. There's times where he's up, like we'd want a corner, and I think, and he's in the. He always does that thing of trying to rile the crowd up and stuff like. Yeah, no, you could add that way, yeah, but. He's always he's always wanted them to to give that, but I I just um I don't know like I said I just I just don't know what he when he when he's on it he's on it and I I think one of those games that it's few and far between now the one it, yeah and one of the ones we spoke about a few times was I think was that Arsenal game I think it was last season now to be honest but it was just like. I think you said it, Graham. Was like games where it's just like chaos, where he can sort of grab over the ball and and it's it's like end to end sort of thing. But then when I just I just don't know. I just think at the moment there's there's players in the side. I know Decore is injured, but there's players in the side that are better suited to the way that we're playing. I think, like you say, especially against City, when the ball's transitioning, he's not. I don't think he's those that looks like he's. I don't know whether it's just because of how big he is and it's, like, whether he is like his pace and stuff, but he's he's just said like nonchalant, like you said before. Yeah, it's strange too. I don't want to move on to James Garner yet, but I feel like I have to to make this point pushing on the Paul. But if you can keep it the Onana when you come out of it, and then you you can transition straight into Garner if you want. But I think too what what happens is. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I was thinking maybe it was a bit harsh with the whole nonchalant thought, but like James Garner is that sort of I'll chase the ball and I'll run around the pitch. 86 minute tonight, and he is running like it's the fifth minute. He's running like he's just at Liverpool FC. You know what I mean? He really is. His energy levels are through the roof and his passion and his effort. And they have someone doing that so well that Onana needs to be that more disciplined. And maybe that's why we've seen Ghana and Garner really thriving together as a two. Because Ghana could be that disciplined and wait to break up play for Garner to collect and express himself more again. And does Onana need to be a hybrid of that or, or be more disciplined or or whatever? But it, it's And that's what it is. Um, it might sound like we're beating him down and we're not because I think we're all fond of him. But I just think recently it's, well, I say we're all, uh, I think, John has these thoughts, maybe Andrew, um, all, all the proper negs, you know, <laughs> all the proper negatonians. But um, just, Paul, what are your thoughts on it? Because as I say, look, how we see the game and, and being there for the game can be two very, very different things. Um, I know you keep a, a hard eye on them because you are fond of them, but like, what's your, what's your thoughts on our criticism or critiques, we'll say in our criticisms? No, I totally agree with me because first half, what we've been successful at recently worked to a tee. So we were picking when to press and we were sort of, you know, keeping City at arm's length, so to speak. 
in the first half. But it was second half that Guardiola exposed Everton, I think, because all he did was was push Grealish um Bernardo Silva a little bit higher up the pitch. And they sort yeah. of cut off. So where we had our two banks of four, mate, they were buzzing in and around the back of that in between the lines. So you could see what Guardiola did and that tweak, mate, just second half for Ona. I can bring the three of them in Onana, Ghana, um and Gomez. We're just all over the show. I don't think they knew what to do. And so no. I think our whole game plan just went to shit in that in that tweet that Guardiola did at half time. Uh, which is why he's just one of the best managers on the planet, mate, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Let's be honest. You could see it. All he did was he just pushed his he pushed his midfield up a little bit and he pushed his wingers higher, pinned us in, because that's what was working in the first half. We had space, you know, when we were coming onto the press. You know, we were doing well. And I thought first half, I thought, well, if, if this is the way we're going to go second half, but Gradiola just got onto it, tweaked it. Um, and City just over, overtook the game. So, Onana for me, yeah. yeah. First half, he, he was okay because he didn't have to do much in terms of he wasn't on the ball that much. So, he was playing it simple. It wasn't too bad. But, yeah, when we, when we were getting desperate, mate, and he was hitting those long balls or hitting the wrong pass, then that just exposes him a little bit in terms of yeah. what what is his strength. You could, I think if you go to, to fan to fan, everyone will probably tell you that different set of strengths that he's got. For me, he doesn't impose himself on a game too much. The size of him, no. he should be getting right into Rodri, going right. I'll get into the guy who dictates the play for City, and for me, that's Rodri. He get, wins the ball, he distributes the ball. Where's Onana? He's sitting off somewhere. I don't know what, what he's doing. I don't know where he's yeah, yeah. But ball watching, ball. Ball watching, ex- mate. He's extremely guilty of ball watching, I'll say that. Yeah. And he, he should be yeah. for, for a child prodigy. So this this wonder kid yeah. status that he holds, and we know he holds dear, you know, you should be getting in Rodri's face and showing when Rodri goes, I should be an option for you to break up play and give the simple pass and get the get get it moving. Absolutely. It's it's the easiest way to play midfield, and it's the most pivotal role in midfield for me. You have all your creatives, all your flair, all your drives, but if you have that axis just sitting, it breaks it up. Like everybody, like Darren Fletcher was nobody's favorite player at United, but I always go to him just you know as I was more maturing and in my twenties, and just thought he was. I just remember just purring over him, and people still be all Fletcher because they just want, as you say, they want the tits and glitter. And they're not when they when they look at the crusty nags to do all the work to keep them on there. But at the end of the day, Darren Fletcher was fantastic at that for United. He even made Carrick look better, and Carrick was fantastic. Let's let's not tiptoe around that. But I thought Fletcher for two or three seasons United at his peak, and and that's what you should be looking. Maybe it's a bit of a wild match, and you shouldn't be saying Onana should aspire to be Darren Fletcher. But that mold and breaking up, you know, it was fucking fantastic. And that's for me for Onana, who's, who's big and lanky and. I don't see as a sprinter, and although Beto, I suppose you can say that those people like that are and can be, but it's not Onana's game at all. I just think it's to simplify it. I just really, really do think maybe overcomplicates it in his head. He thinks he has to be more than he is. I don't know, but like even he threw himself in front of that tonight, and I thought that penalty was extremely harsh. It's kind of one of those. No. Yeah, I know it's cliche, like, but if it you know, went against us, I'd be demanding a penalty. But common sense, it's fucking rifled at him. 
from a yard and how, can, away. how can that not be a natural position for your arm to be in? No, it's harsh, yeah. mate. It's harsh. Um, I don't know. If it, I, I think because we've lost in the manner in which we lost second half. Ah, it's annoying. The difference wasn't it? It was annoying, and I think that's just the way you feel after the game. But if you if you're breaking it down, if we had a, a Lee Carsley type player in there tonight, I don't think we'd have lost that game. No, um, it keeps the discipline in the midfield. I don't think Onana, for someone who has such a loud voice, where was he to say, Gomez, you need to be in there, Garner, you need to be there, or even whenever changed up again, Dan Jim and all came on and McNeil's floating on midfield. If you're going to be on here, you need to hold because this isn't good enough. You're exposing me. I would be very quick to tell someone if I thought someone was making me putting a strain on my game or making me I, I damn sure let them know. Oh, definitely. It's definitely. Um, mm. That's the only disappointing bit with Onan. Again, it'll probably come with more experience and if he does hang around and Everton and, and Dice does sort of mould him into that type of player. But again, it's knowing what type of player is he, mate. You tell me. I don't know. I don't know what type of player he is. He changed the that, game. I don't know what he is. I think he'll be better in a, in a six. He's a breaking up play. I mean, I think all these taller players in midfield after after this phase and Fellaini had it. We used to play him deeper, and then he was better than that sort of way of the core he is now. That sort of 10, like, false role sort of thing. And McTominay's the same now with, with United. He was getting absolutely slated for season. So being like a, a six or an eight. And then when he plays for Scotland, he's in that, that space that the core is in, and he looks 10 times better. Um, But I th- I think he, he'd be better... Either as a lone as a lone six with two with like the core or Garner in front of him. Yeah, he needs um, to play deep. That's where we've seen him play best. Yeah. But yeah. breaking off play and then playing them passes that he wants to play. Just few and far between, yeah. And as I say, look, you know, I remember before when there was questions about his game and they were the same questions and people were putting together videos online and they were like, but he can do this and do this, that, and the other. And sorry, but like a minute and a half was never enough for me. For someone imposing himself in a game in midfield, that's where the fucking game's won and lost. It's just not enough for me. That battery should have been four or five minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Being, being realistic. And it was all some cute passes. They weren't. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to beat on him too much because he, he tries and he cares and I've, I've warmed to this team. And so I don't, I don't want to put the boot down too hard. Also, my children are sleeping, so I don't want to fucking start screaming the head off. But moving on to Jimmy Garner, anyway. Um, again, I thought just energy levels through the roof, and that as a midfielder with an identity. But we need something to to complement them. Um, Paul, what, what were your thoughts on them tonight, mate? I think we have a wee technical difficulty here. Paul? Hello. There we are, mate. There we have you back I'm now. Sorry, um, Justin, Jimmy you. Garner. Just what was your thoughts on Jimmy Garner tonight? Yeah, listen, the same stuff you get from James Garner. Lots of running. He dies. Um, 
it's just sort of he was he was moving positions, so I think he was going into the decore role, then coming out of it, and then Gomez was going into it. And the second half, I think we were that disjointed, mate. I think he was kind of I'm not sure what position he was playing, if I'm honest. Um, because we were just midfield wise, I think that's where we lost that game second half. Oh, big time! You there know, was no shape. There was no shape. Rodri was getting the ball. He was getting it out wide. There's, I mean, I've. Must admit, watching him make his pass and Rodri's passing is just sublime. Um, it's cute, isn't it? It's just doesn't need a touch. It's just effortless, mate. It just pings it. It's tremendous. Mm. It's just got like a honestly, it's just got like a nine iron for the foot. It's just all, all <laughs> just pings yeah. it round. Um, but he he's horrible as well. Rodri isn't he? he's a horrible player. He's a part, right about the snide as well, but his his ability yeah. just lets you respect him still. Yeah, and all Fantastic the greats have that. Player. Fantastic player, Nathan. I think Ghana just got lost in that as well. So Onana and Ghana, um, sort of like we're a little bit lost second half, and I think that's well, why we lost the game. Well, I we're think not that... being on Ghana, I'm not being harsh on. No, no, no. That's a it's a fair criticism, Paul, because at the end of the day, he he needs to, he needs to lock in when do I stop the chase? Because sometimes when he does, he's like a dog with a tennis ball. You know what I mean? It's just I'm getting that, and I just run and run and run, and it could stretch, and maybe that is. Um, maybe maybe Onana is taking some of that flack um, for that, and, and we're praising, saying he's, he's chasing around on this down. But you know, at the end, of, there's always two sides to every coin, and it's about balance, and it's how these guys get this balance right. But it's weird because I thought Onana, and even though we weren't getting the results, I thought Onana and uh, Garner. Not many Everton fans can say their names without sounding the same, mm-hmm. but. Um, I, I just felt like they had a really nice balance at the start. And then I thought as Garner just kept growing and growing, I think he settled that bit more with Ghana. And then he, he developed this side of his game where he's going to charge and press everything else. But when Onana slides back in, you're loading your rifle with different ammo. You know what I mean? It's the same millimeter, but you know, you're getting blanks, maybe. Maybe that's a bit harsh, but it's... I, I don't know. I just think it sits because Ghana can do so much of that recovery work for him. And I think that's where we see when Ghana's on it, it's, it's stupendous. And and when he's off it, he's exposed then. So I'm not saying James Garner's the issue. I'm just saying there's there's a lot of... There, there's a lot of... Uh, what's the term? Devil's advocate to play with that midfield. I think it's on to get locked in. When he's bringing in a midfielder, which I really, really would insist that we need. It's really good. Old Thelwell has his work cut out for him, for me. Um, they find the right one. Because I think of all our midfielders, personally at the minute, I would be looking to compliment James Garner. Oh yeah, definitely. We're missing a number 10, mate, all day long. It's, mm. We've been missing a number 10 for a number of years. Um, you know, we need somebody. It, you can just sit in there, probably a little bit more advanced than, than a Rodley type player, but something that can just knit some play together. Because sometimes, especially when you look at that second half, just that bar ahead, isn't it? Yeah, just clueless, mate. Just clueless. Mm. Second half, we were, you know, I think it's fair to say we were in the midfield. We were, that's where we lost it. And we were, we were clueless tonight. Um, that's how I felt anyway watching it. Um, it was such a contrast, but I can only praise Guardiola, mate, for his tactics on that. You could see what he did. Um, yeah. And it completely bamboozled us. <laughs> it did. Um, you know, and he looked more dangerous. And I thought, at, at that point, I thought, that yeah, 
I can feel these scoring here, and they did. So, um, yeah, definitely was it a, a tactical masterclass in the second half. But I don't know what we were trying to do. That's the, I think that was the puzzling thing. We lost our shape, and I can only put it down mm. to Guardiola's tactics in terms of you know pushing higher up. Um, and they were running in and around our midfield and defence, and they got a lot of joy there. So yeah, well, well they started switching the ball a bit more too. And, and you know what? When we're when we're squeezing, when we're squeezing their wingers, we're moving in such a tight pivot that when they're switching it as fast as they do, you're playing it round. Sort of discussed this in the group. The recovery to the other side just stretches us, stretches yeah. us, and then they're ghosting on the back again. You can see how they how they do it, but it's like seeing a car driving off at high speed. You yeah. just don't have the torque to get there, you know what I mean? You don't have the power to, to catch up to it, so all you can do is watch it. Um, Shane, just anything else? I know we've sort of covered a lot of Garner there. Have you anything else to add to that rather than go over the same bits? Or? Well, just the same. I think one of the things I complimented after the first half was that was the press. Um, I think for the around the Argo, they sort of had that about a five or ten minute period where they were panicking over like the players um, uh, sort of like what we've done with Newcastle with Trippier um, and then you say second half it was just looking disjointed and they, they were chasing shadows around there so it didn't make any of the midfielders look any good obviously we, we hope that Andre Gomez would have sort of kicked on after his, his uh, appearance against Tottenham but I just um I don't know, the, the midfield, it just sort of looked like they were chasing shadows. Uh, when you look at the likes of, like, Rodri, I think there was a point where, I think it was... He's uh, the best midfielder uh, in the league. I think we should put that out there. Uh, I think he's the best six in the world. In the world, I'm uh, yeah. <laughs> Because uh, there was a point where, I think, Edison has the ball and Rodri's got his, his back to, to us. And he's asking for the ball, and he's got three of the midfielders behind him. He's got, I think it was Garner, Onana, and then probably McNeil on McNeil his left. Inside, yeah. And he mm-hmm. gets the ball, turns round, knocks the ball to the left, and then gets rid of it. And then he's took three players out of the game then. And yeah. then that's where all the players are just sprinting, running after it again. But it's chaos, yeah. The press, when it when it works well, it works really well. And then when it doesn't, it's it, that's when it starts to look like playground football where everyone's just sort of shifting yeah. across together but um it, obviously in, individually you can't like you can't I'm not knocking sort of Garner or Onan and stuff like that. It's it, obviously it's critique rather than criticism but um uh, there was there was points where I think with Garner as well where McNeil Chased the ball. Edison had the ball in one of the centre halves, and McNeil just bombed forward. And then Garner was stood there with his arms out as if to say, "Why, why have you gone there?" Because then Garner's got a tuck into the left hand side. Then because McNeil's gone, so it's sort of I don't know whether that's then then impulse chasing the ball down, and then they're having to cover each other or what. Yeah. It was definitely the second half that killed it for us. Yeah. No, I can't, I can't, I can't disagree with that. Just in terms of Andre Gomez, I don't know if he's wanting to deep dive onto him, but it just felt like I got what I expected from him tonight. I, th- I thought that last game came too quick for him, but he, he thrived. And tonight, he a lot of passes off, pl- trying to play Beto one. God bless Beto. I don't think he, he knew where some of them were going, but I thought Gomez could have done a lot better with his passing. But he pressed and he tried, and I did see some good things from him as well. Which makes me think, right? Okay, we're not going to get rid of him in January. We're going to use him to end his contract. 
and let's see what he can just do for us. So don't think we're too hard on him because he, he's not fit and chasing the ball against City, who firmly got their foot in the ball after three minutes, and that was it until we scored. Um, but just anyone want to put anything extra in Gomez because I don't really want to put too much on him. To be honest, I'm just sort of happy he's back. I know John's rip, still ripping the head over him. So <laughs> if anyone wants to just chime in on Gomez now, feel free. Mate, I think you're right there in terms of each John other. ripping the head over him. Well, yeah, I think there's that. You know, <laughs> I really don't want to think about. Um, <laughs> but I, I, you know what? Like, by rights, he shouldn't have been starting. <laughs> Oh, sorry, mate. Go ahead. No, he should. Mate, he shouldn't be starting that game, should he? You know what I mean? He's still finding his fitness. You know what I mean? So you can't be too harsh on him. Um, I think we've all seen Gomez enough over the years to know that there's certain aspects of his game where he's he always looked good, and then there's certain bits where he just stinks the ground out. Yeah. So um, you know, not nothing's gonna change drastically from the Gomez we we all know and love. Um, but you know, we get behind a lot, but. By rights, he shouldn't be starting that game. It's just unfortunate that the, the squad's that thin on the ground that he, he had to start. Um, and he did all right first. I say first half, he was, he was, he was fine. I thought he was all right, yeah. Absolutely fine. It wasn't spectacular, um, but it was it was just all right. It was, it once wasn't, they it... stepped it up, mate, we were done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Once they stepped it up after last time, he was just fodder like the rest of the midfield. Um, and I, I can't remember who it was said it, Paul, in the group chat too, but it was... When he when he got hooked, like they were saying, what? And Gomez is coming off, and like it was regained. And I was just like, I seen five minutes ago he was done. Yeah, not shocked at all. Yeah, honestly, mate, five five minutes into that second half, you could see the way it was going to pan out. And but yeah. there, there was a difference to City from the first half. They did it in the first half, but we were fine. You could you, there was no panic. But second half. I say with the tactical changes from Guardiola, there was a different feeling about it, um, and the midfield were just all over the show. Yeah, um, yeah, I can't be too harsh on him. Mate. He, he shouldn't by the way, he shouldn't be starting that game. Um, no, I think too, just just to, just to close in the midfield as well. I think even though we we have criticised and we've critiqued and we've praised and we've we've tried to shine lightness that and the other. We didn't have an other central midfielder to bring on tonight, and that and that speaks volumes. We are massively lacking in there. Um, this is where Rev would probably be like, yeah, man, I would have brought on Tom Davies, you know, um, you know, because he loves that. And if you're wondering, yes, this is war. He's probably drinking a McDonald's espresso now, getting a haircut, hopefully eating a cactus. But yeah, I just think that. It's criminal. It's absolutely criminal that we're in this position now. Yes, I know there's injuries and, and whatever, but you know, two midfielders out and you're in your left with Dwight McNeil coming in as your third um midfielder to come on side because you've got Andre Gomez just back, who realistically wouldn't be at the club if he didn't get injured in the summer. So yeah, um worrying. So uh, yes, where we've moaned and we've bitched and this, that and the other, these guys are running themselves in the ground every week and we do appreciate all that. Um, but we'll stick to Tate Geller because this has been going on for quite a while. So, so much for a half hour podcast, an hour later. But in terms of the wingers tonight, Dwight McNeil and and Jack Harrison. Shane, just what are your thoughts there, Paul? Uh, I thought 
Harrison was better than McNeil. Um, uh, he he was taking a couple of times. He had two or three doubles, like doubled and fiddled up on him on the on that right hand side, and he was getting past them and stuff like that. And mm. obviously, he got the goal, which was good for him. I think he's definitely yeah, probably that was a McNeil assist. We'll just put that on there too. No, yeah, yeah, uh, and I'm I'm a full McNeil advocate. I love him, but yeah. It was just sort of better to see uh, Harrison stand out. He seems to be like a, a purple patch player. Um, well, Andrew, but, sorry, just just on that, just what Andrew Andrew did the absolute dirt tonight in the chat, and he's getting called out for it. He basically <laughs> said if if uh, if Jack Harrison isn't shit, he'll be good. And then Harrison scored, and he was like, "I called it. Fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having that. No way. Yeah. No, he's. <laughs> He he he's, he looked better than than what he has done in a couple of games, but and you can't fault neither of them for the work and stuff like that. Obviously, they help out the fullbacks a lot. Um, for me, Harrison needed that tonight, and I had that chance too. The Ederson save that was that was going on it was fantastic. It was very similar to his first goal that he scored. I thought it was going to oh, be a repeat, yeah. but I think Harrison's been quite off the boil this last while. If we had more feasible options that could play his style because he is so disciplined and does what the manager wants of him don't get me wrong I do like him I, I, I really do like him when he's good he's very good for me when he's off the boil he's not very creative but he, he can still be a presence and he'll run all day for you and you can't ask for more than that um, my standards are very low for wingers anyway as long as you're not Simon Davies you're all good with me but <laughs> Paul remember him but um <laughs> Yeah, no, I just I thought they'd done their best, but again, I think they ran into the ground. But yeah. no sniff of Dobbin, why, why not fire him on at some point? And Dan Juma came on tonight, there was no real big cameo there. But Paul, what was your thoughts on the winners? Yeah, I don't think I can put much more on what you guys have just discussed there. I thought, um, McNeil really struggled tonight. Um, I fancied Harrison a bit more because he was kind of he was up against Dakey, wasn't he? Um, mm, yeah. Sort of, and I thought, yeah, we can get stuck in there. You know, might have some joy. I didn't fancy McNeil up against Walker just for the, the sheer pace of Walker that he's still got. Um, mm-hmm. And to be fair, he did snuff him out, if I'm honest. Um, but he got in for the assist, McNeil. You know, give him his, give him his due there. Yeah, the way the ball was nice. It was great, wasn't it? Yeah, good play there. Um, but as the game wore on, mate, in the second half, they were just non-existent, where do you think? But I, th- I think that's too where the why the pressure is there first too. Paul with Michalenko to get better going forward because McNeil loves to that. He, he just loves playing that inside right so much. He just loves it. Or sorry, that inside left. Sorry, forgive me. He just loves it. All being left footed too, which is a bit mad because you want him to chug his boots. But he just loves coming inside that, that you've all that space there for Michalenko. But to be fairly Harrison, and what I was really surprised was, I'll, I'll hold my hand up. I didn't even know he scored the goal until it was on. I did not see that run. He ghosted everybody. Yeah, brilliant. Don't know if it was the same for you. So I was like, what the fuck? Boom. Brilliant. Well, mate, I he didn't stack him. He just literally found himself unmarked in the box. It was it was great and good on him for that. Um mm. you know, we and, and that's when we were getting some success. Um, as they were coming in field and there was a little bit of interplay and you know I don't know. It it it's just such a different second half to the first. I I could couldn't believe it, honestly. The 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 contrast between the two artists. It's annoying as fuck, isn't it? It really it's is. It's, honestly, it's can annoying. I get it? Yeah. thinking about it now, it's in my own head. I'm thinking, how how 
I can only put it down to Guardiola, can't you? That's all you can do, mate. He just tweaked it and they just absolutely they master clusters in the second half. It's gotta be said. I can taste your anger. I can't <laughs> <laughs> Foden was just coming to his own. It was just as Foden was fu- This is the only thing too though, what I will say and we give Rodri all that praise, but fuck me. Phil Foden was everywhere the night. He was fucking outstanding. What a player he is, mate. It's everything's just unreal. Um, second coming of Gaza, man. He's fucking brilliant. He really is. Like, absolutely brilliant. If that second, that's just the, the post, sorry. Like, yeah. That would have been something else. That has been the icing on the cake. You have to be that good at football when your hair is that shite, let's face it. It looks like <laughs> a cat wearing a watermelon, doesn't it? It's fucking mental looking. I've never seen a hairline like it. I think that's <laughs> what inspired Turkey. Fuck me. Honestly, my hair's receding a wee bit, but I'd rather have my hair receding than a hairline like his. <laughs> what a fucking player. I know. So give him for it if he played for Everton, wouldn't he? I'd be, I'd be shaving. I'd be shaving like a, a receded side of my hair. That's fuck me. But I on. <laughs> like the last player with a hairline like that was like Neil Miller. Remember him? Fucking Liverpool. Shithead. Big oh, fat yeah. head. His fringe was threaded <laughs> under his eyebrows. Shit, <laughs> what a cunt. The one other thing I will say about the wingers is that I think Dan Juma needs to be given more more minutes in terms of if he is going to come on and be an impact sub rather than just being thrown on. Ten minutes is being, enough. Yeah, yeah, he can't. He's got you've got no room to grow into the game at all. And and there's a lot of games where you sit like a Dobbin as well. I mean, we we were calling for it on the last podcast after Spurs. Why we don't know why he's not coming on. And you're asking, there's the other side. Guys that, on then. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. You have the other side of it where it's like Dice has been patient with these players that we've been calling for and when they've come in, it's worked out with Calvert-Lewin, Patterson and, and whoever, Gomez and, you know, Deli Alley and whatever, but, and Bramthwaite. Uh, but Dan Juman, I've read that he's apparently meant to be going back in January because they're not happy with the amount of play time he's getting, but... He, I, I think he could be an impact player, but then bringing him on for 10 minutes to go, he's, he's not going to do nothing. Sorry, but Dan Juma, I know him very well, obviously. But he, yeah. he doesn't want to be an impact player. No, no he, player he, he wants to but be he, starting. He's, but... Yeah, but oh, like Dobbin wants to be starting, but I mean Dan Juma probably looks at the rest of his wingers and forwards and believes he's better. He I probably would that's... be better up front at the minute than what better when Calvert Lewin have been doing, but well, we'll and that's on. his best position as we will move on to that right now. Then um, there's no time like the present, and I'm fucking shattered. But yeah, um, 50p to Beto. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Hold <laughs> on. No, he can finish. He does have moments, but I, I think he's. He's like a Megatron built up of like there's elements of Strack, there's elements of Nias, there's Andy, bits of Andy Johnson, there's bits of Beatty and not fucking Southampton Beatty. Like it's it's just mad. But like we've seen him, he's he, he's had a couple of really good finishes for us. And I know that header at the start was very very hard, and for him to get there is brilliant. But like so off target, you couldn't cushion that right on the other side. The one oh, I'll give him all that. No, very very wind. We we get it. Like but. I don't know, mate. Just who who wants to go there? Who wants to go oh. there? Because yeah, the last the last time I I called her on a pod because of Calvert Lewin. Currently, I was like, 
they should they should be working on weighted passes where he's playing off the shoulder where he doesn't have to take a touch or play with his back to goal. He should be running through, especially against the high line, where I thought it would really really work against City, where I thought fucking Spurs nearly playing the opposition's half their defence. Thought it would have been perfect there to start with. They didn't. But so by the time he got on the pitch anyway, Spurs were Spurs were lying deep. Um, mm-hmm. Even though the game was stretched, their defence was deeper. It's just I don't know. Well, I do know they're they're professionals, and Sean Dyche knows much better than me. But I, I don't know. Just sometimes as a fan, you can look at it, and people say we'll go manage the team. But you look at his strengths, you look at his weaknesses, and you're like, why are we playing Calvert Lewin football with a player who can't play Calvert Lewin style football with Calvert Lewin yeah. bench who isn't really playing apart from a couple of really good takedowns. He isn't really playing Caroline football either. So, and it's not panic stations, Jesus Christ, but we are pretty neg- negatonian on this podcast, but it's just, fr- it's just frustrating. It's, it's, it's just frustrating. And I know it's Man City, the club world championships, but still, Jesus Christ, you know, someone, someone take over here before I start getting hate mail, please. So you you, you want to you want to see a sign or something, don't you? I think the problem, the main one, is what you just said, where it's like you know, Beto's main sense are his pace and his strength. He showed that against Newcastle, he ran through and ran past everyone, and then off the shoulder, class. Yeah, brilliant. Whereas, where I mean, it's quite clear he hasn't got the feet or the touch. I didn't think I'd see someone with a worse first touch than Lukaku, but he he. Carver Lewin's a lot better with his controlling and his his uh, his one two players if like a false nine and then getting off and going in and beyond. Um, I I don't know. I, I think they'd complement each other up front together, but I don't think we'll ever see it. I I don't know because I think I think I think and we had the same sorry we had the same problem when we had Mopai as well when Carver Lewin was out we were playing Mopai up front and still trying to whip the ball into. It seems to be like there's a one system thing, and it's not. It doesn't change for who, who's in there. Beto yeah. gives you that press, and he gives you the pace and stuff. And when Calvert Lewin just seems off the boil at the minute, um, so so that doesn't help anyway. Um, but even Can't then, it's the same thing with... I think have gone way down. I think he's playing injured or something. I really do because he's he's not chasing the way he's not moving the way he used to. Which is annoying. It's Ancel it's Ancelotti movement with. With Rafa Benitez, no, actually scored for Benitez until Benitez <laughs> broke him. Um, maybe Lampard fucking dead football the way he played because he's not moving. Dude, he's not, not, just, he yeah, something's not clicking with him. He's having he's having these chances where he's had in the ball and I said in the last podcast he, he's just he's and he's putting it down. And, yeah, he's missing setters all over the show. Yeah, and with, with, which you know. Begs to think whether if he is injured, wise, you know whether he's ready or not. You need to if you're just bringing him off the bench, then Chimiti should be getting. You'd rather be bringing him off the bench and then letting Carvalho get fit. I don't think he's injured because of how long Dice left him out for to get him fit again. But there's something not right because he's. Um, I I think you. I think he you scored s- at Spurs. He scored at Spurs though, and then he got benched. Albeit it was yeah. deemed uh, VAR ruled it out for a foul, but it wasn't really a foul. But at the end of the mm. day, it took one away in that game, and then he got benched after. So I wouldn't be surprised surprised if he's carrying a knock. But even at that, if you say 
you just cut that out and you just say, Chimani, you're getting your chance. It's fucking Man City. Probably won't deny. You're going to get 20 Yeah, well, Dan Juma as well. Dan Juma plays there and then you still got Dobbins to bring on on the wing as well. Uh, I think it was like, like what just reiterating what John said in the last, uh, uh, after Spurs, he said, that, you know, it's like the dials that like, is almost tuned in on the on the radio, but it's just that like, was or was it you? I thought you know, I was going to say it was you. That's my it's <laughs> my super. That's my analogy. Yeah, I use that there, right? I think I used that with the week all day. Same behavior still. You're being good, but you're not like a fucking radio. <laughs> and it fucking was one John. of you. Well, John, well, you, you you were right there. Uh, reiterating what you said, you were right. It fits something there. I must <laughs> clap that for my message tone. <laughs> yeah, you were no, right. It's almost there. Something's just not clicking. I don't know what it is. Whether it's com- com- it could be confidence. <laughs> He's getting kicked to the bench the game after Spurs after that goal. Should he should have had a goal, but that I don't know. It's just weird. It's, and and look, Dice has two defeats. The the two of the fucking Sky Six, Conti Six. Yeah. Everybody has their own name from Conti Sex, I'll go for like, but you know, Spurs, <laughs> you should have done Spurs apart from shitting themselves for 20 minutes. City, we beat them a half. Um, it's not the end of the world though. Look, we were on a fixtures coming up now where we can we can get some points, get us away from Goodison. They fucked, we get some ones, we get some ones, yeah. You know, um, I'm trying to think who else came on, Michael Keane. Did anybody else want to see a front three of Keane, Bedouin, DCL? <laughs> He's better up there than he would be in the back three. I swear to God, they should just start using him as a striker. Honestly, no, we'll just have to do it. I think we'll just have to think, put think, Paul, who was it again, too, we were talking about just before Shane came on? can't remember what the other half it was, but the ball was played up to Beto, and he, like, he didn't even, his own touch for the ball, he thought it was going the other direction, and he actually fooled the centre half. <laughs> the centre half went with him and then he was able to recover himself fucking <laughs> do you know what mate he, he, honestly he, I think someone put on the great chat he is like a competition winner I mean I, I do <laughs> like him. that wasn't me that wasn't me <laughs> I don't know <laughs> like he's won a competition and, do you know what I really like the guy I want to really love him wanted to do really well I think he'll I, I think he'll come alright I don't think we'll yeah. I, I don't know what I know we paid nothing for him Sort of, yeah, he's got to sort that bitch out, though, mate. He's got to sort that. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to, mate. You know, you you might get that one chance where you need a good first touch to get you in on goal or get you on your strong side. And he's just running, Mm. he's just he's like he's running in zigzags. It's weird. Um, (laughs) It's like when you know, like like when there's something wrong with an animal and it just runs like side (laughs) to side. Oh. I don't know. It's just weird. Oh, you big mini. <laughs> no, I know. I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Dead, I, well. I, I, that, that's what I'm more disgusted at that I'm laughing at. We shouldn't cut them down because he, he's still adjusting. No. You know what? He could he could he could do a Michelinco. Who knows? And I really hope he does. And I know you hope he does too. We all do. Absolutely, mate. He I'm decides. I'm not going to because he does. You can tell he has that drive. You look at his backstory. We don't need to revisit it. The whole KFC. No. He now. doesn't he does know what he's doing, doing great. He, he do, I'm convinced he doesn't know what he, he's actually doing. He might have something in his head where he thinks, I'm going to do this, and then he does something completely different. Yes, they really he bobble off his shin or his knee. Uh, you know what I mean? Maybe, um, maybe, maybe he's, you know, I'll try and be fair. I'll, I'll try and 
you just get to do this because I'm, I'm posting, so I have to sort of moderate it. But maybe I'm clutching here, no, but you never know. Maybe he is a player who mentally comes alive in the 18 yard. And outside it, he's willing to work and graft and this, that, and the other, but there's no signal. It's not it's computing. <laughs> strange. Like, it's really strange. And it's, it probably sounds like we're being mean. And if you're listening to this and you're turning off, fair enough, because it sounds rough. But I can only say what I see. You know what I mean? And I wrote off Dwight McNeil. I've wrote off plenty of players. Um, And I really hope he comes good, as I say. But there's there's a bit of worry creeping on now. There's been enough performances mm. already settling. You're just like, right, okay, we're, we're still getting goals. He's, again, fantastic goal against Newcastle. We've seen what he can do. Who was it on the cup again? Wait, I'm thinking Doncaster, but I can't remember who. Yeah. That Doncaster was just, finished yeah. ridiculously good. That was, that that was, was a great quality, finish, right? that. Yeah, it was yeah. A finish that. He has it in him. He has things in him. And the, who, his header as well, wasn't it? Oh, the one off the post. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Ah, so so there's ability there, and, uh, and that's where I'm saying, and the box comes alive, and it's natural. Yeah. He's 26, but, though, you know, mate. He's 26. Is he, yeah. eh? Yeah. Should oh, be in his palm. All coming shit in. Shit him out the back, fucking. <laughs> 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 now, that's the other thing, isn't it? He's, he's 26, like, you know what I mean? It's not. It, it's, it is the Premier League. It is, it is. No, but listen, we all want him to do well. I think sometimes you've got to look. I mean, Calvert Levin's not exactly tearing it up, is he? Um, no. He should have scored there tonight. He should have scored. Yeah. I don't care. And it, that, that is a set of that. For, for, a, for a Premier League centre-forward who has 20 goals in the bank in any season, any season, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if it's, oh, they came on came on the scene at 21 and banged 20 goals and only managed 6, 7, 8, 9 you're expected to score those goals because you've done it before. To be consistent over a season, you have to finish those goals. And I'm sorry. And you know what? There's not... Like, even when this podcast started and grew out of spaces where we were all on, and it was Calvert-Lewin Wars, it was. He's all known. Mm. He's, he's all on there and he heard it. And we fought to his nail. And I'll always back Calvert-Lewin. I read him. I think he's fantastic. I just think he's off form. And I think there's something wrong. And if he's not fit, we gotta go with Beto and Jimini or Beto and Dan Juma or Dan Juma and whatever whatever order you want to go with, we make it work. But if he's not yeah. fit, let him get right because this is maybe five, six games now with consistent sitters. Yeah. Regardless of if he's scored or not, there's there's been howlers. And he's better than that. So I don't know what it is, but it needs addressed for me. Funny though, mate, because He's got what? Has he got 18 months on his contract? He's just changed the agents, hasn't he? So, I didn't know that. Mate, I've been so switched off from Everton, honestly. It's... Yeah, he's literally just he announced it the other day. Um, when he so changes he... agents, that usually means... Oh, right. They'll want to feed. They'll start looking. Absolutely. He'll be gone this summer. That's the prediction, definitely. Oh, but, I think, I, I th- but I think if he, if he leaves... He only goes to someone like a forest or something. He's not going to anyone that's higher than mid table. I I disagree. I would disagree there massively. I I, I just think with his I just think with his uh, yeah, yeah, but it's like I don't know. Wilson's probably one of those that the, it sort of goes against the grain, but with his injury record, now maybe someone like Brentford takes him if Tony leaves Brentford. But he's he's not he's not going from Everton to Brentford. 
No way. That's what I'm saying. No, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know where it. he goes. I don't know where he goes. He's but what I will Philly. say is that in Premier League terms, he, he's looking to go somewhere, somewhere else. Even if it is to be a second choice at a better club. Chelsea or something. United. I don't know yeah. whether they take him, but I don't. I, I don't know how that would work out in terms of fees and stuff with his injuries. Yeah. Well, with his injuries, we can't offer him the same money. We can't offer him an increase anyway. No. Not with mm. that item, especially what was supported. And he, I don't think he'll want that. And I think then his agent will say, "Well, let's see where it's going." You also can't negate the fact that Harry Kane is starting a new trend, where you're probably going to see English centre forwards. Spread their wings a bit. I've been thinking this for a while. You could find those clubs just saying, Calvert-Lewin, where, where do you think it would thrive? In lifestyle? And Italy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah you've got the likes of Tomori and Loftus-Cheek and stuff and exactly. Sammy Abrams, the big one, obviously. But... I think it might have been Lee I had that conversation with offline a, a, a good while ago. But I've seen that happening because we had that discussion is where would he go? Arsenal wouldn't take him they've moved on and this that and the other and I'm like I can see him going to Italy I really yeah, can't argue with that mate wouldn't argue because mm. look he's got what but he's... you're not getting you're not getting the money from there no mate yeah. they'll wait for his contract to end won't the AC yeah. Milan or whatever um, they straight to Roma fee. absolutely they won't pay a fee mate no no chance no no chance Um, especially he's got 18 months so the, the scenario will be we'll, we'll, there'll be contract talks in the summer then it'll be put on ice because the season starts and then that'll be that I, I yeah. can't see him staying I can't Um, he, he signed with this new agency six days ago it's all been announced so you can see where that's going well that's breaking news to me I didn't know that usually when someone changes agent there's there's substance behind it because you're you're going you're looking for what's next Definitely. This so. is a big move now, isn't it? This is this is this is his like big move, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If it's gonna happen, it's happen, gonna happen yeah. now, isn't it? Yeah. Oh well. See, Good luck to him, Mr. Sitters and that way, the burn his car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Start putting those two yard sitters away then, Dom. You wouldn't make it out of the stadium alive, Boxy. Like. <laughs> Yeah. They're not. They're, they're the, they're the, the ones Barbie. he was. They're, they're the ones he was putting away when Ancelotti was here. He put him in yeah. that, like he, he said himself, that Inzaghi sort of. Yeah, one touch finishing, just cushion them headers. You don't need power, just cushion. And then when he did that, it was just. Now up. he's got that. He's got that perfect player in McNeil to put the balls into him, and he, he doesn't, just doesn't seem to be enough. going in. I don't think McNeil puts him in enough for him, to be honest. You never know. We could be having visions of, of Jude knocking them into him in Madrid in the Bernabeu. <laughs> and then Hosselu signed for them in the summer. There's I think he's on Darren Gibson level fucking <laughs> If that's what he's thinking. God love him. <laughs> and that goes that one anyway. I might have had a chance to get on the show but that won't be happening now. Sorry Darren. But um, yeah, lads, we'll wrap it up there. Um, pretty depressing result albeit against the world fucking champions but I think we, we felt like we had momentum in our way and, and, and even especially after that first half we just love doing it to ourselves don't we we just assume that we're 
we're going to absolutely smash it out of the park and, and it was going to be one of those special nights at Goodison, albeit, you know, we know Goodison's comedy, it's, it's sad, glorious end um, and not in the fashion that we wanted. So we do clutch at things and a night game against one of the Premier League's fashionable big boys, you know, we, we wanted that. We love our night games against the Manchester clubs and they're always fun to, to put the sword to them. So, Shite in the fashion that it went down with a shitty penalty, goalkeeper mistake, and uh, a goalkeeper losing his head, and then which led to an absolute wonder goal. Um, but yeah, City City deserved that for a fantastic second half. Um, there was no doubt that there wasn't fight from the players. They were just swinging in the dark at times. It looked like because they weren't fucking looking at the man in front of them. I can tell you that. But look, we dust off. Who we next boys? Wolves, isn't it? Yeah, Wolves Saturday. Already Wolves, isn't it? We're away. Yeah. Happy days. Three points. Right. So <laughs> um, I've been Graham. He's been Paul. He's been Shane. And thanks very much for listening, folks. And um, remember that if you see Rev in the street in Liverpool, just give him abuse. He's usually around Wall Street Coffee. Just spit on him or something. So thank you. All the best. Ta-ra-la. Evan, are we? Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Evan Army podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with all your blue friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can also catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAW Podcast. And if you have anything else you'd like to discuss with us, you can reach us via email at eawpodcast at gmail.com.